We are back on the Scare Value Podcast. This is Pete and Brian again, because we're the only ones that have nothing to do on a Thursday afternoon. I always have nothing to do, buddy. Not just on Thursday afternoons. What I said is still accurate. Yeah, it's fair enough. Specific, but accurate. Uh, well, did you want to start with what the topic is today, or do you just want to roll right into the correction and apology? <sighs> Every time with you. I, All right, what did you do wrong It is time? always my thing. When I ranked Star Wars... In the episode with Kitty, the Little Monsters episode, I repeated the same movie twice and didn't Kitty put who? one of them in. Yeah. I uh, I didn't put in one of the titles. I repeated The Phantom Menace twice when one of them was Revenge of the Sith. Is that the name of the movie? You really like The Phantom Menace is what I mean. Yeah, second last on my list. A so lot. I have to re-rank them. But that brings us to that you said you would have your rankings. <clears throat> Yeah, and then I believe in the very same conversation you told me that I famously don't list things. And I said, oh, yeah, I don't. So then I stopped thinking about it. So I I won that one? You're right. Well, I'll do my rankings again so that people don't. I know people must be losing their minds that I misquoted. They're really still up there in your head in in ranked order. I mean, they exist always. Ay-ay-ay. So we'll go from worst to last. Or worst to first. Worst to last. I like that list. Let's let's, let's do it that way. It is a Star Wars list, so that's how I do it. Uh, oh, we my can, franchise. I can go from first to worst or worst to first. Which one would you prefer? Worst to first. First to worst, like I did in fantasy football. Uh, first to worst, because I like ending with the sausage. Okay. The best movie for Star Wars is The Empire Strikes Back. The second best movie is Return of the Jedi. Then it is The Last Jedi, Suck It Haters. Then it is Rogue One. Then it is the... What's the seventh one called? The Force Awakens. Then it is... A New Hope. Then we're into the real shit. So we're going to go Reven- Revenge of the Sith, then Solo, then The Phantom Menace, then The Two Towers. <laughs> what the fuck's that movie called? Clone Wars? Clone Wars. And then the last, finishing last place, Rise of the, Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Is that all the movies? I think I got them all. I think you did. I was counting. But three, then, three, three, and two. You know, right around five or six, I lost. If I got it wrong again, we'll just do it again next time. I, um, but, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when we get all that fan mail yeah. and all those complaints. Did I get them all? I don't know. Because I'm, I'm correcting. Who, who is cr- sending in these demands for corrections? I'm getting a correction. I might be getting the correction wrong. I think I got them all. Who's got, holding us accountable? I got all three of the new ones. I got all three of the original ones. I got all three. Of the, I got them all. I, I counted on my fingers up to about six. Well, you have 11 fingers, I so got, it would have been helpful I, if you just gone all the way. If I take my pants off. Oh, no. That's how you count to 21. Three pinkies. All right. Ooh. <laughs> hey, it's time for the, everyone's favorite feature. <clears throat> you listen to me. You're Nick Time for a Nick Cage update. Now, Pete, this is your segment, and I've been told for the first time since the first time you did it, you have a Nick Cage update. Spoiler alert. Oh, you lied? I lied. Oh, no. And you kept me from doing research. But I do have a Nick Cage update. Oh, and you that, lied twice. <laughs> double lie. I like to keep it tricksy like a hobbit. I heard from you in the last podcast that Nick Cage was really good in Renfield, and it was a pretty fun movie. Oh, boy. 
That is my Nick Cage update. I had it ready to go too, and you've destroyed the Nick Cage update segment that you are the one who requested. I don't know. That was a, that was a pretty a double lie and an update and a plug for the last Scare Value podcast or the next Scare Value podcast. I don't know how these time things work. This probably won't be out till May. Well then, so probably a couple podcasts. Hey guys, ago. if you haven't listened to it yet, go back a few months if the you can Evil find Dead it. Week podcast. If it's still on the internet, if the internet still exists at that point in time, there's a lot of variables, but you know, imagine if this is the thing that survives the apocalypse. This podcast, yeah, I think that's probably for the best. <laughs> A way to rebuild civilization, or as a warning to anyone that comes after, like an alien race? Yes. Both. Yeah. So IMDb lists five upcoming Nicolas Cage performances. <clears throat> Ooh. He has a movie called Long Legs. Ooh. Is that a spider movie? I don't know the answer to this. <sighs> he has a movie called Arachnid. No, I'm just kidding. It's called Arcadian, <laughs> but that was too good to pass on. He has Arcadian? A movie called... That's like a Tron uh, reboot. He has a movie called Dream Scenario. Ooh, I don't know what that is. That one's a swerve. All right, I'm, I'm intrigued. His movie called The Retirement Plan. Uh, action. And his movie called Sympathy for the Devil. Mm, Guns N' Roses biography. That's what you think of when you think of Sympathy for the Devil? Yeah. Not, they did that remake. They did the do the remake. Anne Rice uh, interview with the vampire. Sympathy uh, for the Devil. Tom Af- Cruise. After being forced to drive a mysterious passenger... At gunpoint, a man finds himself in a high-stakes game of cat and mouse where it becomes clear that not everything is as it seems. Bum, bum, bum. That one sounds good, doesn't it? I'm excited. That's Ooh. coming out in 2023, according to the interwebs. That was a pretty good update. That's yeah. a pretty good feature there's, I got going. There's another 2023 movie called The Retirement Plan. And that one says... Let's open it up here. After being forced to drive a mysterious passenger at gunpoint. I'm just kidding, but his movies are very similar. Dude, that was two kids. I, I wish I could have made it. Bit. Wish I could have made it through the whole thing. Didn't make it. Uh, the retirement plan. In the retirement plan. Oh, so you know we're off to a good start on the synopsis. When, I like it. It tells me exactly what I'm ready for. When Ashley and her daughter Sarah, they put names in here of people I don't care about, get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts their lives at risk. She turns to the only person who can help, her estranged father, Matt, played by Nicolas Cage. I know currently, you care about. Currently living the life of a retired beach bum in the Cayman Islands. I, uh, it's Captain Ron's situation. I love it. That sounds pretty good. So those will be out later this year. Probably straight to video on demand. There's that cowboy western he's got kicking around. Yeah, you love talking about this movie that you know nothing about. Nope. I'm just saying it's out there, people. Okay. Free plug for Nick Cage. That has been the Nick Cage update, where we actually updated something on Nick Cage this time. <laughs> it's a good feature I made. That's all I'm saying. Look, it's got a little musical update. That it, It's a new special thing. I like it. Pete, what do you think music is? <laughs> it's the voices I hear outside my head. So today, we're going to do the podcast that I thought would never happen, because you actually watched a movie that <clears throat> I requested you watched. I know. I was not No, it's called Your Next, that. not I Know. Did you watch the wrong fucking movie? I did. Damn again. It. I, I'm going to say it was really, really close to me not watching that movie and then laughing. I was going to watch it. As it turns out, I have a niece. Is that another movie? As it turns out? It is. I, that one's a romantic comedy. Oh, the, I've got a niece who's really into horror. And I asked her, she's 24. And I asked her, what, you know, what's your thing? Like, what do you recommend? And she said, The Saw. The oh, Saw yeah. franchise. 
I've only seen part one. I don't know anything about it. I don't remember particularly enjoying part one because that kind of thing is like falls into the torture porn kind of thing, I guess. And I don't like that. So I was going to watch that and say, no, we're going to review that instead. And I'm going to say, you tell me why this is good and see if I like it. As your Nicolas Cage ruse showed, I don't know that you did watch it. I'm waiting for this reveal that you're just going to be stuck here for an hour with me banging my head against the wall. Well... If there's more Nicolas Cage news, there I'm is always willing. There's always more Nicolas Cage. Right, that's what I mean. I think we should just do a Nick Cage stalker podcast. I think we do one. <laughs> I think that's what we, we do. Are, we are treading a line. Oh, I'm going to admit. Oof. Oof. Oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Kitty watch the tapes. Let me know. How this goes. She's going to watch this audio tape and yep. listen to the music? You right. know what's happening. I believe you watched your next because I think we had a cursory conversation about I it a couple did, days ago. I did, and you were outraged because I called it a home invasion movie. I did not outraged about it, but that is... Oh, your text was um, it is not all a... capitals. I don't text you. I don't... Somebody texted me. It was all capitals, pal. Did they, text... did they... they just text you your next? Yes, in oh. all capitals. That's creepy. From an unlisted number. Wow. Uh. So. So, it is not a home invasion movie. It is a... It is. It is. It is a home invasion. <laughs> I don't know why I took. I don't know why I took the opposite side of that one. I don't even believe it. Right. Uh, it's. It's. It's the setup is a home invasion movie. Yeah, but that the is setup not what is. it is. No, because it's then... a. It's a horror comedy, uh, actiony, revenge. You fuck with the wrong person. It's a you fuck with the wrong person movie. Yeah, but it's like it, John Wick, just with uh, just in a house with the you just you fuck with the wrong person, right? And it was crouched as the home invasion esque. You know, now you're going to get. Uh, it was trying to show you in like advertising, like, did you like the Strangers? We have a movie like the Strangers, but it's not like the Strangers. It was like the Strangers if Liv Tyler just started kicking everyone's ass, which may be the plot of the Strangers. I never saw it. Was that one of the Wilsons with Liv the Tyler? Strangers? Yeah. It could be. I, I swear to God, there was one with Luke Wilson too that came out around the that. That could be. I think it. they if, were in a hotel or something. If if it isn't, we will get to that at the top of another podcast one day. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So I never watched any of those because I just didn't think you know I, I didn't want to. Not a big home invasion it. person either. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know the purge was all right. I guess like that's kind of the same idea. Yeah, you know I did like the purge. Yeah. So, but I maybe it's just because we like Ethan Hawke. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Why do I like him? What did he ever do that I enjoyed? Uh, Reality bites. I don't, you know how to, I don't know how to answer your question because I don't know what you liked. Well, why would I... What has he ever done? I've forgotten Ethan Hawke's entire... He was in Moon Knight. He was in Before Sunset. I don't know what that is. Before Sunrise. Before, I, before Midnight. Sunrise and Tango. With Julie Delphi. Who's Julie Delphi? Oh, she was in a werewolf movie, I think. She was. I think she was, yeah. In she's in the, the Paris. One. Yeah. The American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. With Thomas Everett Scott, who so, was in That Thing You Do... It's, it's interesting. With Tom Hanks. There's a lot of things you know that, like, it seems like when we did the Evil Dead podcast and I asked you about your favorite movie, Army of Darkness, you didn't know anything. <laughs> but you know Thomas Everett Scott in a way that's not helpful. Like, in a specific way, you just somehow don't know the specific things that are interesting. <laughs> I go for quantity, not quality. You don't. There's not a lot of things you know. You just specifically know this, which is very strange. My Thomas Everett Scott knowledge. Last move, last podcast, you couldn't figure out some Sam Raimi movies, but you don't have the entire Thomas Everett Scott filmography. Dead Man's Curve, there it is. You got it all. Was he in Idle Hands? 
No, I don't think he was in that. Oh, okay. That's Devin Sawa. And Mark Paul Gosler. That's Dead Man's Curve. No, that was Dead Man's Hands. Was that a movie? That's not a movie. Are you sure? There was two movies at the same time that came out. One of them was Dead Man's Curve. One of them was... What's Dead Man on Campus? Is that what it is? Yeah. Dead Man on Campus is what I'm thinking of. One of them had... Uh, I'm going to actually Google Zach. Tom Everett Scott. <laughs> Let me get muscular what? young Bob Hoskins out of here. Oh, yeah. That... I feel like I took quite the ribbing from you two people last time about that. Which is why I don't approve of having Kitty come on this show so frequently. She'll be glad to hear that. Oh, that's another reason why I don't, because she listened. And I somehow always forget that, despite her being the one who yells at me. Dead Man on Campus is what it's called. You're right. Dead Man's Curve is Matthew Lillard, I think. Matthew Lillard? Scooby-Doo's own? Tom Severance got Mallpark Gosler. Dead Man on Campus. I saw that in theaters. It was terrible. I think... Uh, no, I don't think I saw that one in the theater. Scooby-Doo is a horror film, isn't it? Yep, written by James Gunn. Oh, yeah, I, forget. I always forget he does that. And then every time I see it, because the kids love watching it, I go, oh, yeah, that's James Gunn. That's why I like these movies so much. Yeah. And Buffy's in him. Yep, that's true. And Buffy's husband. What is Freddie Prince Jr. in? I just saw him. He's in, like, a new superhero thing, I think. I no, know. he's in, is he in the Barbie movie? No. What is up with that Barbie movie, by the way? I know. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's right. That was a, a previous conversation you and I were having. Pete, what did you think there. of Your Next? Your Next was a home invasion movie. Yeah. That was, it was all right. That's your review. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you, I would really enjoy if you would walk us through the plot of Your Next. Whew, that's a tall order. I did have notes and I checked them. You um, did not have notes. I swear to God, I had notes. If I, if I had thought to bring them down, I would have brought them down. But uh, one of the notes that was that the house looked a lot like the house from Violent Night. It's a big house that you can run around in, like a mansion-esque thing, which got me wondering, are all of those type of movies all the same setting? Because I remember an outside scene looked a lot or similar to me. Hey, that's a good observation. Thanks. I think I wrote it down. <laughs> what else did you write down? Uh, I wrote down that uh, I didn't know what year it was made because I saw the multi-deck CD player. So far, we're over two on plot on your observations. <laughs> the uh, actress was Australian. That's correct. That's not a plot either, but go ahead. Um, uh, there were other people involved. She was dating one of them. Mm -hmm. AJ Bowen is her. Sharni Vincent plays Aaron. AJ Bowen plays her boyfriend, who was her professor. That's right. And they went, they were home for some reason. Oh, you know, you know what I remember? The mother and the father. Oof, this one hurts. I, at, in the beginning, well, not, not the opening. The opening was I know what they, you're going to say because it hurt me when I watched it. You were, you were like, oh, who are, who are these young people? <laughs> who no. are, these are my protagonists. These are my, my. And then you find out they're there for their 35th anniversary. I've, I, I was sitting there at one point, I'm like, Wait, are these the parents? Yeah. I'm like, they can't be the parents. And they're old enough to be grandparents. But that's, that is the lovely Barbara Crampton. Okay. The ageless. She actually, uh, they aged her up a bit in that movie. Because that was 10 years ago. Really? She looks younger than that now still. All right. Well, she looks good. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. And makes a lot of really fun movies. This was her return to acting after a break. <clears throat> because they wanted to get, she's a legend of of 80s horror and they wanted her in the movie and uh ty west who directed pearl and x 
Yeah. And House of the Devil is the boyfriend, Tariq, who is the first one to die with the arrow through the window. Oh, that is him. That's Ty West. So that is interesting. It's written and directed by Adam Wingard, who did The Guest and did Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, that name is familiar. And I believe he did another movie. I really like, I don't know what it was called. But uh, he's done really good movies. And this was, he got, like, Ty West is a director. Joe Swanberg plays the brother who's married in there, the older brother. Uh, he's a director who does a lot of the mumble yeah. core. Okay. They, so he cast people like that. And uh, A.J. Bowen is in a lot of uh, late 90s, early two, or 2000s, 2010s horror uh, movies. He's in House of the Devil as well. So like he's you've seen movies with him in it, and he's always really good. Um, okay. So he cast people that, you know, he cast good people throughout the movie. Okay. It was what everyone was great in the acting. I liked. Um, I liked the betrayal. You know what I mean? Like the the younger brother being. Is this plot? The, yeah, this is a plot. Ooh. It was to inherit the fortune, or I believe was that the point? Yes. That he wanted to, so he had decided to start. He had some buddies, or he had hired them. To, Did you see? Uh, that coming, or do you just think, yeah, they're just getting invaded and they're going to get murdered? Um, you know, I don't remember. I wasn't shocked, yeah. I guess. Uh, cause I, I like how it was done. Him. It's done with uh, his father gets killed right in front of him by one of the, the intruders. Yeah. Wearing the rabbit masks and things, goat masks or whatever. And uh, there's like, him. it cuts to him and his girlfriend. And they're like, oh, what? Oh. And then it just, you don't see them for a minute. And they're just standing by him. And he's like, hey, did you have to do that in front of me? And I was like, that was a really nice, subdued reveal yeah. of okay oh, hey, yeah yeah that was good and it, it was fun too like when then because then it calls back to when uh what who the australian girl uh, aaron aaron yeah when aaron was beating the one to death like bludgeoning his skull in yeah that's the reaction, second twist of the movie right but their reaction too like not even you know yes. finding out yes. your brother, you don't you're just like wow now finding out that that was somebody they hired and you watch them you're sealing their plans maybe Un- like unravel in front right. of their eyes you're like oh that's pretty cool because it was well done like a well you know like a little easter egg or callback for your second watch through I guess the movie has three twists but like a pretzel one two yeah I guess so yeah do math on air that's not math <laughs> that's calculus you're right uh, I guess it has three twists but really what I like about it is that it it's the two that happen in the middle of the movie the first being that Oh, the the brother and his girlfriend are the ones that are behind this because they want to inherit the money, and the second being they fuck with the wrong person. So it's well. It's, then there was the third twist. right? The third twist is that that her boyfriend was, was behind also it too. Not it. Yep. But I really enjoy. That's just more of a fun capper to the movie. Whereas the two twists of oh, this is happening because. Uh, they're willing it to be, and then she's gonna fucking murder everybody, <laughs> which is the best part because. Right at the halfway point of the movie is when you discover that she can murder people at will. Well, she had all, there were little things just yeah. in conversation, right? Like, you get it. But they that's the moment you get wasn't... where she just destroys the guy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this isn't what it I thought funny. it was going right. to be. Right. We're it's done like, sustaining tension. This is going to be... It's, again, more like Violent Night. Yes. Uh, that's what the end of this movie is. It's fun. It's not, it's not the over-the-top stuff, but it's, oh, no. Aaron is one of the best final girls. She's great. Of Aaron is a fantastic final last girl. Of modern horror. Because she's so badass. Yeah, uh, I the first kill, right? It was the daughter, right? Or the sister? The first um, kill was Tariq getting the arrow. Oh, the arrow. And then she tried to run out the door. She tried to run door. out the door, which was insane. That was fun to me. So yep. the daughter, uh, but not before some more family squabbling, which I enjoyed throughout the movie, where she's she's yelling out, you never believed in me, I'm fast. So they're like, fine, you can run out the oh, door. Yeah, that was... <laughs> it's, but I love how they had that stuff layered in. <laughs> yes. Um, 
<laughs> they just couldn't stop bickering. Yep. The, the father's reaction too, you know what I mean? To yeah. watch his daughter bleeding out. When you know what's going to happen, uh, watching it a second time or however many times, when you see that her father, when she's opening the door for her, she's going to run out the door and try to get to the car, give her this approving, I believe in you look, <laughs> right before his daughter's about to decapitate herself, basically decapitate herself. It, it's amazing. I, it was when she came back in and she's laying there. I, it was one of those moments where you're like, what kind of movie is this going to be? And I'm like, oh, so she's going to die right in front of her father. I'm like, it's going to be that kind On of On their movie. anniversary. Right. It, I'm like, oh, I see where we're going yep. with this, no with one this film. So the body count's going to be high, and it's going to be clearly in a like bloody like bloodily innovative. Yeah, everyone but Aaron dies, including like a cop who shows up. Everyone but Aaron dies. <laughs> All the intruders die. The whole family dies. It's just Aaron, and she's one of the best final girls because I, she's the most equipped. Now I don't know. You can have all kinds of final girls. It's fine, but uh, it's hard to rank her. I know you love rankings. It's hard to rank her with with some of the classics because those are usually characters that find inner strength and find the, the things to fight back and survive. That is not her problem. She is a survivalist. She was raised a survivalist, and she can get them out of any situation. And there's a great moment when she doesn't know that uh, the youngest brother and her girlfriend, his girlfriend, are, are the ones behind it, where she's like, well, I'm going to go look for something downstairs. And then she, the, the girl's like, I can do it. And she's like, do you want me to come with you? And I was like, "That's she's such a good character. Like, she doesn't know these are the bad guys. And she's like, oh, because I'll protect us. And it's right. such, there's never a doubt that she's going to win, which makes it, turns it from the home invasion movie. It's the, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. You, you know what's the telling part of that too is at no point is she, does she fall into the trope of the paranoia and the not trusting. She is so... Supremely yeah, confident focused. of herself, she doesn't care if that per, if that is if that you know like when she says you know to the girl like do you want me to come with you like yeah. no go off on your own I don't give a shit if you're the bad guy I'll handle it yeah. if it comes in my way yeah she uh, no paranoia there's a great scene too where she's listening at the door and she can hear the brother and her girlfriend talking about you know they're, they're, she finds out they're behind it and she she barely has a reaction it's more just like eh, I kill them no. Like she's like, oh, she's, there's some surprise, but it's more like, oh no, I gotta kill them. Yeah, right. And she does yeah, with the blender. A, back to work <laughs> with the right. blender. My favorite line in the movie when when her when her boyfriend comes back and he realizes that she, he's in on it too, and he's like, Where, where's my brother? And he's like, I killed him with a with a blender to the head. <laughs> yep. That and was... He's like, it's like okay, sure. <laughs> when the the brother and the girlfriend who were the bad guys yeah. were on the bed with the dead mother yes i want you to fuck me on your dead mother she said you never do anything interesting and he said i don't think that's fair she said, i don't think that's a fair criticism then why won't you fuck me on the bed with next to your dead mother that, i laughed really hard at that so line yesterday that i don't think that's a fair criticism <laughs> Yep, that that was a really fun. I was I was explaining to Kitty. She came in for like the last 10 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was explaining like this girl's nuts. Like she's great. Like as a as a villain, she's fantastic. She she was a great villain. I th- so was the brother cuz he was just he looked yep. like a little shit. He did and he fi- I loved him having to murder his older brother who just wouldn't die. Just yes, the yes. There's over. so many screwdrivers in him or knives in him. So, the knife in his back. That's why the, the movie's funny. It is. There's a lot of comedy yeah. in there, too. So, like, when you... It, it's portrayed as, like... The poster and everything is like, oh, it's a home invasion movie. It's like, it's a horror comedy revenge. It's like, it, there's so much more going on than that. Mm-hmm. And especially when it hits the halfway point of the movie, which I enjoyed all the setup because I, I like the characters and the way they're funny. Like the two brothers bickering with each other the whole time. Um, it's all It all works. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Just the one-upsmanship yeah. that they had. It just felt it felt other. real. The petty rivalries that were clearly, you know, harkened back to a childhood spent hating. The older one was a mother's boy. Yeah. It's like just these little things that were peppered in. It just felt like a real family. And so when you killed the daughter right yes. there, and, you know, that's the, when I the only innocent one of the bunch, really. No, I guess the older well, brother he, was too. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He just was a, he actually turned out from what started with like kind of a one note thing of he's the antagonist for. Yeah, he's a dick, but he's not. Like he's he's really concerned about his wife and he wants to go help her and find her. He doesn't know she's dead yet, and he's he's kind of taking a leadership role when nobody else will with an arrow in his he back. He does think his brother is taking advantage yes. of a college student. How about when he tries to run out the door and everyone's ducking under the wire that killed their sister? And he gets, gets the arrow caught on it. <laughs> and he's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Little things like that were really fun. There were a lot of, you're right, I forgot about that. This was like a week and a half ago I saw this movie. And she home alones the house. She does. Which is not, great. <clears throat> not as, uh, not as, uh, this is, again, why I kept thinking of Violent Night, because there's the home, there's the home alone yes. scene there. The home alone scene right here with the axe in the front door, which. Yes. Uh, I was really looking forward to. Yeah, I didn't know. First time I watched it, I was like, I don't know how this is going to end. Right. Because when she gets shot, I was like, that could have been the ending. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I always, I that axe above the door, or hammer, whatever it was, above the door, is what tricked me into not seeing that her boyfriend was in on it. Because him being gone, and he says, I, I left because I couldn't stomach it, you know, I couldn't handle it. His plot, his plan is actually really good. You're supposed to be the one that lives. Because then there's an outsider that can see that we didn't, we were yeah. invaded. His plan is good, and we can get the money. And his offer's good, too. Like, if you kill me, you get nothing, but we can just have all this money together. Yeah. When that axe is hanging above the door, I just assumed he was going to walk back into it. The whole time. Oh, okay. Hey, look I, at you looking ahead. I was Not like, that's, I just sit there waiting to be surprised. That axe is going to fall on somebody. And he left the house. So he's just going to, he's like, when it's over and she wins the day, he's going to be like, oh, great. And he'll open the door, and then that's how the movie's going to end. That's not what happens. It twists and you find out he was the one who came up with the idea. Right. And pretty good idea, honestly. But what makes it such a fucked up idea is this was a nice family. (laughs) They really did seem to be like a genuine... It wasn't even for like millions either, It was for millions. Was it? I thought the number was a lot lower. No, no. It was for millions. They were... were, He was literally offering the the henchmen just each half a million... Or one half a million dollars. Eh, It was math. I probably didn't... It was millions and millions of dollars. So... uh, if you don't buy that Violet Night house without, without tons of money. I don't know. How do you buy the Home Alone house? Now, the movie starts with the neighbors getting killed. <clears throat> yeah. Which makes sense because you yeah. don't want people around. I Well, no, it also explains I wondered about that. I said, why did those animal-looking people kill? Which also made me think, is this that Winnie the Pooh movie that came out not too long this ago? This movie has as much to do with Winnie the Pooh as that one did. That's what I kind of wondered. Anyway, I, I sat there. At the end of the movie, they mentioned, when he was explaining his plan, he was he said that, we everyone in the neighborhood. It was like a yeah. murder spree for the neighborhood. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there we go. Now, the guy so in that, practice, I guess. The guy in that opening is Larry Fassenden, who makes a lot of horror movies. Uh, he was in Jacob's Wife with with uh, Barbara Crampton, and he's made a lot of good horror movies. Oh, the beginning opened up with a writer director. Yeah, a girl. And I don't think that that guy, Larry Fassenden, who was a, who's a known actor <clears throat> in horror, has one line in the movie. I think he yells when he gets killed, but I don't think he has one line in the movie. I. I didn't rewind it to make sure I was right, but I remember sitting there going, I don't think he has a line. I think he just has sex, goes in the shower, gets killed. And then he's propped up on the couch later. Oh, that was him? Yeah. 
which where was wasn't there a crazy guy or no that was the same one I thought what crazy guy didn't they go to the house to borrow milk and he was oh, that, that was, was the guy him. that's Larry oh, Fassbender was two different neighbors okay no that's him and I don't think he has a line in the movie which I think is pretty funny because at that point especially like I said they were casting genre uh, yeah. stars and uh, he is one and I think they got him to come in and like you don't have any dialogue and I think he probably thought that was hilarious okay has has Aaron been in anything else. She was in the movie Bait, I think, which is a shark movie, killer shark movie. I was movie. about to ask if it was fishing related. I think she's in that. Um, she's in Step Up 3D. I think Bait's in 3D, too, so she's done two 3D movies. That's she like was in six. another horror movie, and I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it. She should have been a lot more things, because she's excellent. Yeah, she is good. And I liked her. I know from Step Up 3D that she can <laughs> dance. <laughs> and so I, you think you can dance. I know from this she can kick ass, and she's funny. So she's done those two things. And she's a good actor, too, that her whole reaction as her boyfriend's trying to explain everything and, and win her over to his side is just great. Just standing there, like, in disbelief that he's saying all these things. And he's, when he says, I still love you, and he's, she's just like, I, I, I have to murder you now. Right. <laughs> like, that was it. Right, that was her. She was in. She was, uh, as a final girl, as yeah. you say, she's a good one. I think she's as good as we've gotten in that, the last 10 years. She's just excellent. Now, that was the same year as the Evil yeah. Dead remake. And Mia was great, too. So we had some really good, interesting... You see, like the home invasion final girl, it doesn't feel right to me to count them as the same as, you know, your Halloweens and your franchise your franchise final girls. I mean, isn't... Uh... Or, or I guess no iconic horror, I guess. Because does your next really stand out? It's a... So is that... I know she stands a, up. She's, yeah, as a final girl, but I don't know. It's just weird. It's how I feel. Whenever what you do see, you want from me? Whenever you see lists... Online, she's always in, she's always up there because she's for a modern final girl. She's I think she's about as good as we, we've gotten since okay. the classics. You know, like there's a line you can go classic ones like uh, uh, Nancy Thompson and and uh, Laurie Strode and Sally Hargitay. You can do all those Hardesty. You can do all those, but then you get to like you know Scream, yeah, which well, kind of exists in its own pocket, and then. It's also, though, I, you know, like a franchise that's yeah. sort of... And that one's got the same final girl for... Five of them, yeah. yeah. But this is like... I don't know. I can't think of one better since her. Okay. Aside from the screams and things. I don't think anyone in screams is... I mean, Sydney Prescott oh, coming you, back oh, is mean, fine. Yeah, but I mean, as, since 2013... Okay. Oh, you mean a new... As a new... A new character... A new final girl... That's the thing. I just... I mean, I like... Something in the horror... And the new Scream wrong. movies are kind of screwed up because... I mean, we can't talk about what happens in Scream 6, but Scream 5, five women survived that movie? I couldn't tell you what happened in Scream 6. All right. Scream 5, so, I think five women safe. five women survived Scream 5. So there's no final girl in Scream 5. There's five women walking out of there. Hmm. And a guy, Chad, who was my favorite maybe of the bunch. Honestly, he Good might be my favorite of the bunch. Chad. I mean, we say the final girl in a reductive way. That's just what it is. But, like, there could be final boys. Ash was the final boy. She yeah, had the final boy. For whatever reason, it's final girl is what we're crouched with the language of well, horror there, films. There's right? a reason or, for that. There's right. a reason for that. Uh, Carol Clover wrote a book called Men, Women, and Chainsaws. That Who's was a, Carol Clover. A, a person who wrote a book called Men, Women. <laughs> you think there's a second thing she's known <laughs> well, for? Did she do anything? I mean, what was her? She's just an author. Did you, did you, have you written background? a book? Have you written a book? I did one time. That's pretty good. If I say she wrote a book called it this. It was a book report. That is her resume. By an alligator who grew up in a nest somehow. She wrote a book I don't called, know how they had gotten the nest, but it did. She wrote a book called Men, Women, and Chainsaws that dove into uh, what horror is because it's dismissed as misogynistic and it's like, it's 
boys buying tickets to see girls get beat up and murdered. And nudity. And nudity. And she said, well, that's true, but isn't it interesting that all of these movies end with the boys in the audience identifying with the girl and rooting for the girl in the end? Which is 100% true. And because this movie was, book was written pre-Scream, so you're, you're looking at, like, you're watching Halloween, like, maybe you are excited by that and turned on by that. But you're rooting for Laurie Strode. And you're rooting for Nancy Thompson. And you're rooting for, for Ginny Field in Friendship Part 2. I got so you. So she's right, and she, her point was, other genres don't have this. They don't have these strong of women that, that men identify with. Like, horror is kind of feminist. And it's also true. It's why horror is a complicated, slash movies especially, well, are a complicated thing. Because they're both true. They're born out of the misogyny, but they always end with you on the other side of it. I'm just thinking of other genres now, like action films. Well, it's, now they all have well, stuff like that. Just recently, uh, you know, just recently yeah. we're starting to see that within. But to go back to '73 with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're rooting for Sally, and that's not something that you were just getting. You know, like that was not something that movies did, and horror adopted it first. And, and horror fans, like Laurie Strode, is everyone's favorite. At a certain point, though, in the franchises, you start to root for the you killer, do. right? Yeah. Because now uh, you're watching a Jason movie. You're because watching they, a, yeah. they stop concentrating on the characters. Right. Now it's just a body count. Yes. Which is fun, too. It's a different kind of movie, but yeah. When you watch, we watch Friday the Part 2, you're not rooting for Jason. You're rooting for Ginny. When you watch Friday the Part 3, I'm rooting for Jason already. Like, that's, okay. that, it's already fallen off like that, where I'm like, yeah, just kill everybody. I, I hate all these characters. Right. Kill everybody. Now, four goes back a bit where you, you like the characters again, because Corey Feldman's good in it, and his, his sister's fine, and you like those characters. But then, like, after that, pretty much, just kill everybody. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's, I guess, our concept. They, they inevitably always become the stars of the franchise, because they're the only ones that come back. The, character, the only character that's there, so you build the franchise around the character that's there. Which is why Scream works differently, because Sydney came back all those times. Yep. And you get these returning characters, so you already care about them. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody roots for Ghostface in the Scream movies. You're just, you want to know who it is, but nobody's rooting for them throughout the movie. And I'm struggling to think of another franchise that has that level of there isn't. extendoverse. There isn't, and that's why Scream's so fascinating as a, a, a thing. Because it really doesn't harken back to the peak of slasher movies. It harkens back to the beginning of slasher movies, where you cared about the characters. And you know what it's like? It's like following a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, because it's the same set of characters, yeah. but it's in horror. It's the serial type of movie. Yeah, that doesn't happen in horror a lot. Which, remember, Marvel, when they started doing it, that was such a thing. Like, how has this ever been done before in the, in the world of cinema? Scream was doing that, I guess. It's moved yeah. beyond a, a trilogy. Well, I always go back to... A defining moment for the final girl trope was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because it's born out of the opposite idea. Joss Whedon made it because he said, "I've all these movies are the pretty blonde girl getting chased into an alley and murdered. What if she was the most badass person in the world? That's why he did, That's why she's blonde. That's why she. That's why originally in the movie, in the original script, she's the dumb blonde kind of the. You know. I, yeah, I thought he. He also said he wanted to be the most mundane, you know, like character or job, like you know, the, like the combination of name and right, like what she did. The was, title of the show gives you everything you need. It's called Buffy. That's funny. Yep. It's the Vampire Slayer, so you know it's a vampire yeah. thing, and there's action. So if you don't if you don't want comedy action and horror you're not gonna like the movie. That's exactly what the or the show. That's exactly what it is. That was another HBO movie that was on for yep. a whole. I saw summer. that in the theater. I did not, but I watched the hell out of it on HBO. Yep. Um, they kind of butchered his script. Luke from Perry, Myers. David Arquette. 
David Arquette. They they kind of butchered his script from what I understand. Pee-wee Herman. Um, Yay. Rucker Howard. Yep. Ooh, I forgot about Rucker Howard. Donald Sutherland. And he was the main vampire. How did I forget Rucker Howard? Yep. Um, yeah, especially because he was in all the HBO movies in that era. Uh, he is the king. I was so excited when he had disappeared for a long time. Yeah. And Batman Begins. Oh, no, no. For me, it was... Um, Confessions, Confessions of a Dangerous oh, that's Mind right. with George Clooney and uh, right. Sam Rockwell. That's right. And he popped up and I go, oh, 80s Rutger Hauer, Lady Hawk. Julia Roberts is in that. Julia Drew, Drew Barrymore is in that. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. Yep. Drew a solid movie. Um, yeah, Buffy changed a lot of things because that was, you know, Scream, it's funny, <sighs> the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't have the influence the TV show did. And the no. TV show came out after Scream. But the idea of Buffy came before Scream. It just wasn't presented the same way. Right. So it's kind of, that's the exact moment in time where those things changed. Buffy was postmodern early horror. 90s, right? Buffy the movie, I think, was yeah. 93, 94. Somewhere, uh, I feel like Maybe it was 92, either. Maybe 92. Yeah, I think yeah. it was earlier. So that idea was there first. It just wasn't presented the way that he obviously wanted to because you see the show and it's different. In the late 90s versus the early 90s, yeah. there was like a big shift in culture happening too. That was the CW and... UPN gave... The WB. WB, that's what it was. They gave... Yeah, that's pre-CW. WB and stuff, that was all... They had to find different ways to tell these young stories because everything's going to be a teenage set things, and this was their horror one. Yeah, and okay. This... So, Your Next is a very post-Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Its influences are all over it, whether they intentional or not. That character is fully formed because... Buffy the Vampire Slayer existed first. They chased the girl in the dark alley in this one, and she turned out to be the most badass person in the room. Yep. That's it's the same idea. That's always fun. It it always works. I I, I can never think of things, but I know I've seen that before. Yeah. Like I've seen it done before, and I always enjoy it. So Well, like I, the best example I come up with modernly is John Wick, where it's like you just fucked with the wrong guy. That's yep. what that's the entire series is you just fucked with the wrong guy. But that movie isn't even you know set up as horror. Aside from the horror of look at this this murder machine killing yeah. everybody in all of Russia, it but, kills everyone in the world by the end of the fourth one. I right, think. right. I think that's where the body counts go. I think the body count is up into the billions at this point. Right. I, I believe. I believe you. At one point, I listened to you describe. I hadn't seen the movie yet, but you said. You know, it's about a dog, and that's great. But at some point, you're like, it was just a dog I, after the body I love reaches dogs. a certain point. I love dogs. I was very moved by the scene where the dog dies in the first one. And <laughs> As were we all. There still was a mo- It was how we crawled over to him to die. Oh, no. That was the worst part. Oh, no. The, Children see and the, dogs. You see the blood stink because he had to crawl over there to die Why next to him. Why are you doing this to I me? I know. So that's because you're ready to kill some Russians, right? Yes. But at some point in the movie, about an hour and a half in, on the 400th headshot, I thought, Maybe, maybe that's enough. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe enough people have died now. But now with the Ukraine thing, we're back to being all right with him. You think they're going to work that into John Wick 5? He's going to go solve the Ukraine war? I don't know. I don't know. Send John Wick. I know that there's a movie called Ballerina coming out, which, which uh, is set Black in the Swan. universe. So Set in the universe. Set in the John Wick universe. The John Wick universe. So they're expanding it in all kinds of ways. This movie, the fourth one, introduces some characters where I could definitely see some more spinoffs coming too. I think they're going to build a whole MCU out of it now. I want to see the TikTok man with Jason Manzoukas. Yes, yeah, there you go. That is that is the TikTok spin-off. Mr. Wick. TikTok Mr. Wick. That is the spinoff. I, I want to know what he does with this day. Who is I think he are? sits in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> who he meets like a, like an Oscar the, the Grouch things he finds perhaps he has to return things that are lost 
I don't know what his deal is, but I want to. What do you think those guys get paid to sit and be homeless all day? <laughs> I don't know their deal. They're they're all like spies, right? Yeah, they all I, work for. I, if I Lawrence recall Fisher. correctly, their their living conditions are an abandoned building, so I think that is what they get paid, whatever they find. It's a weird world. It's what you do, right? Lawrence it seems Fisher. like there aren't really regular people in that world either. You don't see a lot of people that have like jobs, do you? No, everybody they had, all they're all part of the game. If I remember in part two. Everybody on the subway was an assassin when it turned into... I'll say this. Either everyone in this world of John Wick is part of this society, or John Wick has to have killed at least 7,000 innocent people. <laughs> because he just kills everybody. Yeah. When he goes through a nightclub, there's not many people left standing, right? No. Or is it just the people who come at him? It's the people that come at him, but boy, that's tough. Because he's in crowds and he's shooting in crowds. Yeah. I re- there's a lot of a lot of dead bodies in that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's John Wick. I like that one. It's a, it's Speaking of Final Girls, my kids started watching Terminator 2 with me. Oh, yeah. And um, they we were about halfway through, and this was months ago, so I'm going to have to restart, but Fred was legitimately terrified with the Terminator coming because she doesn't know the backstory. I just explained the quick, yeah, hey, that's the Terminator it tried to kill. They went back in time, and that was his father. So it took a minute, but I think the kids got there. I said eventually. I just you said, you know, didn't don't explain. Worry about it. Don't worry about it. You didn't explain plot to her the way you did to me. I think it was 1992. Um, the soundtrack was good. Guns and Roses was on it. That's a solid. That's a solid synopsis, right? Tells you stuff about the movie. Go watch it if you like those things. You probably enjoy. You are, it. You are the king of the ancillary anecdote. <laughs> if you like those things, man. But she was legitimately scared of the Terminator coming of, after of her. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger or of um, of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then when when the the twist comes and yeah. Robert Patrick is the bad Terminator, Chubby Checker, Chubby Checker, Chubby Checker shows up and does a twist. I don't know the, the twist reference. comes. You... Uh, oh, I thought Robert Patrick was in something called Chubby Checker for doing the twist. Please continue. Uh, all right, I didn't like that pun, and I like all puns. That pun got me. That was too good. I don't know what I was saying. They were scared. She's afraid of the Terminator. They were scared of the Terminator. They were scared. Sam doesn't want to show it, but he was getting nervous there, but now he's all on board. But they don't. They both hate Robert Patrick. They think he is the worst thing. Well, he's playing a cop in the movie. <laughs> that is something. That You've is true. That. You've seen that thing before on the internet where it's like, uh, what's John Connor's friend? Uh Saves his life by just knowing to immediately lie to a oh, police yeah, officer. No, I haven't seen that on the internet. Just immediately nope. lie to a cop and just instinctively does it. <laughs> saves him. <laughs> saves the universe. Yep. Just your natural reaction. Good work, kid. Now, I don't want to get so far off topic on the Terminator movies, but uh, did you see the last one? No. I haven't seen anything since the Nick Stahl one, I think. Okay. The last one, uh, I liked it. People don't. I like don't know. Dark Genesis, I think. Is that the last no, one? No, that was the one. The one that, that had River Swan. This from... was, you've you've t- done two different things together. There's Dark Fate and Genesis. Dark Dark Genesis? Fate is the last one. It's the one that brought Linda Hamilton back. Um, I saw a complaint about it online. That one had Matt Smith in it, right? No, that's Genesis. I saw... What the hell movie was this last one? Who was in it? Dark Fate. That's the one. It's the one that brings Linda Hamilton back. Okay. And it starts immediately after part mm. two. With the flashback of a different term, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator coming, and he kills John Connor. Nice. So that's when how he's like twelve years old or whatever. Like right it is. after, so okay, it's like a digital. So it's... it's a digital Edward Furlong, and he gets killed right in front of his mother. Awesome. So now she's out in 
That really puts a monkey yes. wrench in the old timeline. Well, she's out in the world now just hunting down Terminators that are coming back. She finds out. For why? She just gets information because fuck the world. She's still trying to save the world, I guess. But why are they coming back? Like, I, there's no need. Can't they just wait for Skynet to activate? So, because this is the point. This is what I liked about the movie. This whole thing is wrapped around the savior prophecy of John Connor's going to save the world. John Connor's going to lead us. John Connor's going to lead us. John Connor gets killed, and they still have a resistance because someone's going to do it, which is the point. There's no way... It's the point that's missed in the movies because they made it all about John Connor. If John Connor doesn't live, someone's always going to rise up to fight the machines. That's what I like about the the idea of the movie is it kind of fixes a flaw in the thing. Is like, there can't be just one guy in the entire universe who is our only hope. There isn't. Someone else will just do it. All right, so what are people all bent out of shape about then? They they see it almost the opposite way. Like, like oh, I hated that it was like, they had to protect this woman because she's going to lead it. It's like, that's the point. The point is, well, it's mostly misogynist, I guess. But this time it wasn't her protecting a woman who was going to ha- give birth to the savior of, the, of humanity. She was the one who was going to grow up to be it. It's a young girl. Oh, okay. So, so they didn't like that because, of oh. course, it's a woman. But... You know how you know how these Star Wars people are. Well, yeah, it's like what they did to Brie Larson with Captain Marvel. It's what they do to right? Ray. You know, yeah. she's a Mary Sue, and it's like fucking Luke was a Mary Sue. Luke couldn't fucking do anything. Oh my god, do you remember going when they re-released it in '97? Oh my god, the first time he talks, he's like, "I want to go to the day." Somebody oh. shouted out, "What a bitch!" Yep, and I laughed very hard, and it kind of shattered my yep. illusions of childhood. But there you go. I enjoyed what watching the Obi Wan show, and ten year old Leia is. Far, far more mature and competent, and, competent and than smart Luke than Luke. Eighteen, yes, Luke is a bitch. <laughs> they, that random guy at the nineteen ninety seven so, screening. But, but play that opening out. night because at the end of Star Wars, Luke's saving the day and he's blowing up the three millimeter thing and whatever that bullshit. Uh, Ray, when you meet her in the in Force Awakens, is a very capable person who is fending for herself and living a tough life. Her figuring it out is well, far more likely than him figuring it out. That's those emperor genes. Yes, I know. I know. It makes you extra tough. Anyway, uh, the Terminator uh, thing about the, the new one, new one, it's a few years old now. Uh, I like the message of, this actually goes to the Star Wars thing. What, what I hated what they Return did with the, the, no, Rise of no, Skywalker, yeah. where she has to be somebody. And it's like, no, I like the idea that anyone could be the hero for a change. In The Last Jedi, that was the uh, fun part of it, yeah. Yeah, so... The you know Linda Hamilton's back, so that's kind of fun too. Uh, okay, and I'm gonna you see get, it. You get old Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a Terminator who had nothing to do because his assignment was done. It was it was interesting. Did they explain why the Terminator is aging? I think he just did that because the model did it, like to blend in. If he got stuck somewhere for a long time, we don't know that the Terminators oh. wouldn't age. It makes sense that oh, they would as oh, infiltration okay. units that they would have to. Oh, because it was a D. Uh... De-aged one at the beginning. Yeah, and they just yeah, and then you're seeing him 30 time. years later, and he's just modern day Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Which, if it's an infiltration unit, would make sense. You would program that to, in case they had to do a long one. Who knows? Yeah, They're I, robots. Skynet always knows what's what. So they don't. Uh, they they were scared. But, by like, the yeah, Terminator. I forgot that it's it's horror. It's a, the first one is definitely horror. Right, but then I mean, part two has as much as it drifts into the horror action, you know, genre thing. It it's still a horror. It's more action horror. I it's guess. definitely action horror. But you know what the first one is. It's Halloween. All right, you're gonna have to explain that to me. Like I'm. It's a singularly six. focused murder machine coming to kill one woman. <sighs> That's that is the plot of Halloween. Okay. It is. It is the same movie. I mean, it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's yeah, got a yeah, sci-fi yeah. thing. Right. In it, actually, I see it. I but got it. the general uh, thing of it is: here is the person that is going to get murdered. He's coming, and he's unstoppable. That is both of those movies. 
It's unstoppable, a movie about a runaway train. Uh, that's Soul Asylum. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> that is the only Soul Asylum song I think I know. I, did they have a second song? I, they were a big hit. There has to be a B-side. They're, be sharp. Someone, oh, I hope one of our listeners is like the guy from Soul Asylum. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's who's listening to this right now. What else is he doing? I don't know. I don't even know his name. <laughs> this guy's catching strays. Runaway Train. Is I feel it? like he was in a Jay and Silent Bob movie somehow. There was a video oh. back when MTV did videos. You know what? They might have. Did they sing Misery Incorporated? Is that their thing? Because that's in Clerks 2. I think they them. do sing Misery you know what? Incorporated. Full apologies to guy whose name we don't remember who's definitely listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we sold you short. Yep. I, I, could, I could name a second one. And I'm a dumb idiot. I couldn't, but good for you. Look yeah. at the big brains on Brad. Oh, shit, I am recording again. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of these. I don't know if people know this. This is our 300th podcast. Yeah. we got seven out there. Can't you tell how good we are at it at this point? I think we're getting... I don't think we're getting worse. <laughs> I don't think we've regressed. So I, that's something we got going for it. Well, when you start from such a place, it is hard to go backwards. Wow. We'd have to forget the language. We're, we're, we've gone from no, the basement is. to the upstairs. We're back in the basement. And now we're back to the basement. So there's slight regression. Yep. We got to do... The do? Mountain Dew. We can end it there. No, we got to do... Uh, we're going to decide on the next uh, commentary we're going to do. I got to watch the Saw. I got to see if it's good. I don't know what it's like. Is it a really good franchise? Is it a franchise? It's not. It's a, a franchise. It's long. There's a new one coming out at the end of the year. Wh- what, what's the appeal in this? Fr- why do people like it? Like, I know a lot of people uh, really it, dig it. The is traps it a, are fun. Is it a generation thing? Do people... Well, are, part of it is they came out every year for like seven years. So like if you liked it, that's kind of cool. It's like used to be like the old slasher movies. You could just go every year and see a new one. Was there more horror going on at the time? Because it's not like it was now back when those movies were coming out, right? Eh, it wasn't like now. Um, Tobin Bell's really good in it as Jigsaw. And it's always kind of punishing bad people and them getting their just, des- just desserts kind of. So that's kind of always kind of fun. Carrie Elvis was a bad guy? Everyone in that thing's a bad guy. He's, what? Yeah. The lore gets very twisted up and stupid, kind of. But uh, every one of them is like, you're going to get an 85-long-minute movie, which you love, and it's going to be somebody, like... somebody's going to be trapped somewhere, and they're going to have a timer on it. And it's just a thing that works. You know, they're not my favorite movies, but I think they're, they're even the bad ones are pretty good because it's, it, has a, it has a floor right. to it. So you, oh boy, did we do any kind of research? Oh, it's going to take like three and a half hours for me to pick a movie to watch. Oh, no, no, we could just, I'll just pick the movie for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't think I like that. Tell me what movie you've got in mind. Oh, for this? I think we should, uh, we've talked before, I think we should do Friday the 13th Part 5. Ugh, the soft core porn version of... What? Because it's so, it's it's bad, and that's fun. Look, I don't, I want to talk about what I do when I watch the soft core porn movies. Yeah. It's like, on air? I mean... For Kitty's pleasure? No. No one wants that. No, not even What Kitty. is that? Part... Actually, you know, Kitty might want it. How you doing? You doing all right? Oh, man, the Soul Asylum hey, guy is going to hear all this. Hey, how you doing, Soul Asylum guy? Looking pretty good. Thank you, you. Want, you want to do some AM? AM? I don't know the letters. Oh, ASMR. I don't know what that means. Runaway train. Oh, no, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? You're, just, we you're just whispering. I'm making it sexy. Ooh, I'm bringing sexy back. I once programmed, I'm 
Sexy sexy back is my mother's ringtone. <laughs> Before my mother knew how to use the internet. And then you call her like when she was in the middle of Wegmans? My mom was in the middle of a meeting <laughs> and her phone rang. And it rang, I'm bringing sexy back by Justin Timberlake. People laughed at her. I don't know why you're whispering means you forgot how to pronounce words. and I've never known how to pronounce words. I think you have brain damage. I am the Batman. That's where is she? <laughs> I don't have throat cancer. Anyway, you're next. You give a thumbs up, but just one thumbs up too. No, you know what? I just thought it was all right. Yeah, that's your rave review. It was all right. How it wasn't that long. I really, really liked uh, Aaron. Yeah, the Australian girl was fantastic. Maybe I just like Australian accents. I do like Yahoo Serious. Like a lot. Uh, young gonna, Einstein. Does he go Paul Hogan? Oh, Paul Hogan. He's got nothing on Young Einstein. What was the other movie he did? Paul Hogan? No. He did Crocodile Dundee and Crocodile Dundee 2. And Crocodile Angel. Dundee 3. There was no part 3. There you was a part 3. Shut your lying mouth. There was a part 3. There was no Crocodile Dundee part 3. I'm sure. That is ridiculous. I'm sure. What is there left to do? What was there left to do in the second That one? is my point. Where is it just like the, what was the second one? He bring her to Australia. Is that what it was? No, she went to Australia in the oh, geez. You're right. Is this a, another example of me not remembering where things go in a classic franchise film? Let's see what we got 1986 to 2001. There's definitely a third. Oh one. my gosh, films Crocodile Dundee. Do you know Crocodile Dundee 2? And then 13 I... years <laughs> later, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Okay, so there was. I believe Matthew Berry, the sports guy that I use for all my fantasy football things, he was somehow involved in the script for Crocodile Dundee 2. I think he wrote it, part of it. Explains a lot about why it's so bad, I guess. Because <laughs> he's not a screenwriter. What? He's a fantasy football guy. <laughs> he leads my team. To Apologies the- to Matthew Berry, who we know is listening. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Matthew Berry. How are you doing? Do you want to join us? I'm going to regret giving you that bit. I don't know what ASMR is, but I'm all about it now. I don't know if I got the letters right. I think it's people who masturbate to people talking to them. Some normal stuff. (laughs) Nothing weird. But they're not looking at you, so what's the point? You don't want them to look. You want to make it all weird and awkward. If you don't want to do Friday the 13th, I can do part five. I just didn't know if there was um, like something, uh, I don't know, off that list of things that you consider to be really good. Yeah, that's not how I want you to first experience a movie. I had to do that for Friday the 13th Part 2 because you refused to watch it for 30 years. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, we talked on the Evil Dead podcast about how we Wait. would do movie switches, and you were like, yeah, oh. watch this Army of Darkness. I think the day I met you, I was like, my name's Brian. Watch Friday the 13th Part 2. 29 years later, I got you to Boy, watch are it. You say- is this to do the watch along? Yes. Oh, all right. I thought you were telling me what movie should I watch in my own free no, time. No, 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 no. All right. No, because we'll, gotcha. we'll do that another time. But but you should probably next time give we'll me do some a, ideas. All right, so I'm Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. We'll do a watch along. Yeah, I'm down with that because it's what's it about? Roy the paramedic. We've been over it. It's, oh, Roy it's the, the paramedic. Jason Imposter. I'm excited. It's it's no Doctor Loomis, but it's very dumb. I'm excited, and I really enjoy how dumb it is. He was the bad guy, right? Who's that? Roy the paramedic. Roy the paramedic. He's the bad guy. You're going to be stunned when you see this movie for the first time how little Roy the paramedic is in this movie beforehand. And then you have to remember for the rest of the time that he is the murderer. Okay. That's something to 
to keep an eye out yeah. for. For the next movie that you should just watch, we'll just do that naturally. You'll you'll see something. We'll probably do the next one of these with Kitty anyway. So the yeah. next, uh, what did we just? Do? Oh, the movies that Pete has seen. Yes. Okay. The movies like we tried this to stay on topic, which we failed at. Uh, I pick a movie, we pretch watch the movie topic for a while. I think we did better in the Evil Dead one. Um, we'll Listener, do, you decide. We'll just Scare alternate. So the next thing was we'll watch one with a watch along, and then okay. Kitty will get you to watch something, and then we'll talk about that. We'll have Kitty pick the next one that oh, you okay. both watch. All right, That's probably the best way to do it. So Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. We could do uh, well. The next podcast we record, not that it comes out, be for the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead movie. Spoilers. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I'm going to see a movie, but and I might remember it because we'll talk about it right afterwards. The odds are very high that has come out before this has come out. So the odds are very high that this has come out before no, this. That, that has come out. The, the Evil Dead spoiler podcast is probably already out by the time okay. this is released. So, uh, what do you think? What do you think of the movie? Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, great. I loved it. Spoiler alert, people die. I thought it was very strange what that that Nicolas Cage played Dracula in this as well. But he killed it again. Always. Every single time. I was surprised that he was the leader of the Deadites, but in a sexual way. I was the time travel was interesting to me, yeah. That they went back to uh, Peggy Sue got married it and uh Nicolas Cage was there doing his oh, hey Peggy Sue. I got my nasally voice. And then he's like, but also I'm Dracula. That and I'm going to release teeth, the Deadites. That with the teeth. The nasal yeah. Bella Lugosi voice that he was trying for. That Trying or that, succeeding. You you guys, you know what? You guys go on scarevalue.com. Tell me tell me what you think. Yeah. And go see Evil Dead Rise starring Nicolas Cage. Right. It's been out Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's love. Dracula set in the 50s. Going to get married to Kathleen Turner. Ooh, Kathleen Turner. 1950s Kathleen Turner. Keeping it cool. Jim Carrey's in that movie, too. He is. No, Evil Dead Rise. Right. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Evil Dead Rise. He plays the mother. He was there, too. It's his best... Uh... It was a very dramatic role for him. Is he retired? I have no idea. I... Is he retired, or is he just making movies the way he has the last 10 years, where I don't know that he's making them? Has he made any movies? I, did he say he was going to retire after Kick-Ass 2, didn't he? Oh, maybe. He got... Yeah. Fair point, <laughs> I guess. Boy, that was like 10 years ago. I think it might have been more than 10. If he hasn't made a movie in 10 years and he's stuck to that, I genuinely didn't notice. I didn't either. I don't... I haven't thought about... No, Dumb and Dumber 3 came out not that long ago, correct? I don't know. I don't either. I never saw it. Dumb and Dumber 3? Yeah, there was a Dumb and Dumber 3, wasn't there? Yeah, Where... wouldn't it... They never made a second one. Before that. There wasn't a Dumb and Dumber 2? There was like a prequel. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. When yeah. Harry met Lloyd... Isn't it just Dumb and Dumber 2 with a T.O. at the end? I didn't watch it. I didn't either. So, but that's not watching a movie. That's knowing a title of a movie. Those are two different things. Well, if I I've never watched it, Gone with the Wind, but I'm aware of the title. I think I've seen Gone with the Wind. Oh. I had to watch it in school. Well, frankly, Pete, I don't give a damn. That's it. We will be back. Oh, ScareValue.com. ScareValue on Facebook. Didn't do it last time. ScareValue on Twitter. ScareValue on Pinterest. I don't like being zinged on the way out the door. I don't know what you want me to do about that. You can you can get one in now if you want. <laughs>